Hi, welcome to this Property Life podcast. My name is Mark Winship, and this week I'm joined by the dream team of Michelle Wales and Gillian Green for a special mindset episode all about overwhelm. What is it and what can we do to avoid it? We've all been in that position when we find ourselves pulled in lots of different directions and everything can all become just a bit too much to handle. What can we do when we experience those feelings and how can we take steps to prevent that feeling of overwhelm from encroaching in the first place? We've got lots to cover in this episode, so let's get into it. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Jill. How are you doing? Good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you guys. Hi, Joe. Yeah, hi, Ak. Yeah. How's things? We okay? Yeah, all good here. Yeah, good, all good. good. Good, Yeah, all busy, I hope. Lots of projects on the go, lots of stuff, lots of plates spinning as always. Yeah, just the usual. <laughs> Never ends. Well, it's, um, it's probably fitting then that um, we're talking overwhelm today. So we're talking about... Um, I guess stress in a way, but um, but overwhelm's become a bit of a buzzword, isn't it, within sort of business circles? And um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that we all face in different ways and in different time uh, at different times. So um, I guess it seemed like a good time to just jump on and share some of our own experiences, um, talk a little bit about how overwhelm has manifested itself for us, um, but also you know, what tips and tricks we've used, maybe some that have worked, some that haven't worked, etc. As, as we go through. Um, so I guess the first thing is, what is overwhelm? You know, what what is overwhelm? What is stress in that sense? And how does it represent itself for, for us and for you guys? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I'm, th- I'm, I'm kind of inwardly laughing because it's like there's a there's a kind of slightly good side to this and a slightly bad side to this, isn't there? It's like good stress versus bad stress. Yeah, that's um, true. And like I think for me, like the feeling is like when I start to feel like it starts off as a kind of butterfly stuff, but then it can start like consuming you. Yeah. And, it's, it turns into not a nice feeling. It's like when you're like lying, try to sleep and you can't sleep and you're, you're, all these things are running about in your head. Yeah. Um, that's, that's when I know that I'm kind of facing that overwhelm as such. Yeah. That's a really good point, actually, that um, we, we had a, a phrase in, in the world of sport that pressure is a privilege, you know, in the sense that I think sometimes it's, it's how you frame it. It's not saying that overwhelm isn't a thing and that stress isn't a thing. Um, it's it's how you frame it. And, you know, sometimes I think we just have to take a step back and just um, like almost like be grateful for some of the challenges that we're facing, because the chances are and we've talked about this before on, on the on the on the podcast mindset sessions. If we're not pushing our boundaries, if we're not, you know, striving to achieve something, it's you know, we wouldn't be feeling those sorts of feelings. So on the one hand, it's it's sort of looking at how we can be as productive as possible and make sure that, um, you know, we're not getting bogged down, you know, mentally and some of this stuff, but but also looking at that as a with a positive stance and saying, well, actually, you know, this is all part of 
the process part of questing for something part of pushing boundaries and taking yourself out of your comfort zone definitely i think there's there's a name for that as well isn't there is it they call it is it you stress or something yeah yeah that's here. right yeah i can't remember what yeah. book i read it in but it was so fascinating because i think when it was framed exactly like that like you know if you've not if you've not got anything um in the back of your mind that you're thinking about and it's adding a little bit of pressure then it's just you know what are you actually doing you're probably not doing enough or you might be i guess you might you know that's probably a different kind of stress i guess then because you know you're not actually taking action or doing whatever you're supposed to be doing but it's almost like that um that we were you know as we were just kind of briefly saying you're going to feel it from the start you know even when you're but it's just it's going to change and go through all different motions you know because like mm. if you just start learning about property and you might just be thinking like i don't know about you guys but the minute someone says like put in 40 offers on a property like on all these different properties you're like oh my god what if they all get accepted and it's like <laughs> okay that's not gonna happen but yeah. you know it's like but you just have to go through all the different phases and if you're if you're not feeling that stress then potentially you're not doing enough so it's maybe a bit of an indication for you to like ramp things up a bit <laughs> and is it's, it's it's probably worth leading with that isn't it from the outset that um you know we're hopefully going to chat through some ideas a few suggestions maybe stuff that we've all tried and has worked and um we, we we joke before coming onto the call that sometimes these are therapy sessions for us as well you know and that that's the thing no one is immune from this it's not we're not if someone is, is listening to this episode hoping for some sort of magic pill or magic formula that's going to cure them from overwhelm and stress i don't think it exists yeah. um i i think it's um it's part of the process if you like um and and he's going to uh is going to be with you as you move through like you said michelle it starts at a certain level but obviously as you grow and as you scale you know the the stakes are higher um and the potential for overwhelm is higher so there are lots of ways that we can manage our time and manage our mindset but the reality is you know overwhelm is something that's going to affect all of us at different times and um therefore maybe the first thing as well as putting a positive spin on it is saying well give yourself a break yeah a little bit do you know what I mean just actually give don't be too too hard on yourself you know every other entrepreneur every other business person out there is going through something or or has gone through something similar it's not an illness it's not something you're doing wrong it's 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 part of the reality and then what we have to do is come up with ways of managing ourselves our mindset our time to try and mediate that as much as possible does that resonate with you guys yeah totally like i also think just just probably to add to that like in this day and age the like with social media i think mm -hmm. that managing that has became even more crucial but yeah. more difficult mm -hmm. because i think as property investors and i'm sure you guys did the same when you started out albeit there's more social media nowadays but when you started out like you we're told to go and, and find like people who are doing what we want to be doing and surround yourself and staying close to the fire. And that's obviously, that definitely does help. But with that, particularly on social media, comes the exposure to all these people who are doing all these like wonderful things. And, and sometimes it can make you feel a bit insignificant. And I always, 
like I still sometimes catch myself nowadays like I look at somebody and it's like a total sexy deal and I'm like oh wow I want to do that like why am I not doing that and then it then that kind of starts flowing to like oh I'm not yeah I'm not good enough I can't do that and it just creates that like when you were talking about like 40 offers and like if you're not doing if you're not anywhere near that point yet it can make you feel a bit I don't know if that's overwhelm or if it's it can manifest I think into overwhelm because you're feeling like I'm not doing enough I'm not good enough yeah um and actually at times when when it's social media I've actually seen myself sometimes like catching myself and saying listen like just reminding myself it's not all what you see in social media that's not always the way it is um, like there's a lot of stuff going on behind it. It might not be as rosy as it seems. It might not be as sexy a deal as it seems. Yeah. And also, that's if that's not the strategy that I'm following, then why am I getting myself annoyed by the fact yeah. I'm not doing it or putting myself down? So it's sometimes all about kind of registering that. I've actually also seen me unfriend somebody or like if I've started like to, I've had an odd occasion where I've maybe been following somebody and every post they put up like it's I don't know for some reason it's just like making me feel bad and that's my own fault for doing that but I've seen myself at times just unfriending that person because it's not it's not serving me at that point yeah Um, Yeah. and it's it's my own fault but yeah like it's there's things that you can do to like stop that manifesting I don't know if you've ever I've ever felt like that you're yeah, so right, sure. Kelly, and I think it's one thing to almost, um, you know, because I can totally get where you're coming from with the social media thing, and that's the other thing. It's almost like you make yourself feel bad for unfriending somebody that's maybe not putting out stuff that you, that I guess that just sits well with you, but I actually sometimes think even then you've got to give yourself a break because you've got to just be true to yourself, you know, and if you see behaviours or if you're seeing something and it's not quite sitting well with you for whatever reason like that's fine you know be just be you know and and again I think we should feel fine about just deciding it's like sometimes I always say like you've got to be consistent with social media you've got to do all the things and do things kind of consistently well but then sometimes it actually takes you know a bit a step back from things like that to actually just get a bit of a breather because the bottom line is very little of us actually started with the social media and with all those things you know so it's like just go back to basics. What are you actually trying to do? Like, who are you trying to be? And then just, like, get back on it, you know? So yeah. I, I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense. So what we're we talking about then? So overwhelm, for me, so this isn't just having a bad day or, um, you know, just getting a bit stressed out over, a, a, a you know, an interaction you've had with someone or something like that. That's not to That's not to sort of downplay that side of things. But for me, overwhelm is... And we've all been there when everything just gets on top of you. You know, it's an accumulation effect. There's probably a lot of factors at play that have come into that. But you just hit that that brick wall to a certain extent where, you know, you're just being pulled in lots of different directions. And, you know, you do feel a little bit suffocated by it. So I think, you know, as a first way of looking at it, that idea of stepping away um, putting things into context is an important first step. Michelle, I remember you saying something. I can't remember if it was on one of our mindset sessions. It might have even been when we interviewed you way back on pretty much the first episode, I think, of the podcast. You mentioned about the difference between I get to and I have to. Yeah. 
And I thought that was a brilliant way of looking at it. And sometimes I still find myself now actually trying to bring myself back around. And rather than, you know, we all wake up in the morning because we've got so much going on and we're spinning so many plates. You go, I've got to do this. Oh, God, I've got to do that. And I've got to make sure this gets to this person before this time. And, and actually just building into your routine something where you go, well, flip that around a little bit and think about what I get to do. You know, I get to be in control of my own time. I get to write my own calendar. I get to pick my kids up from school. I get to work from home and not be somebody else's boss or, 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 uh, you know, answerable to somebody else's schedule, all of that sort of thing. Um, And I I, I find that's a really useful way. Sometimes when things get on top of you, you, we're, we're not very good at celebrating our wins, are we? We're not very good at looking at where we've come from. And I think sometimes it's actually looking at where you've come from and the, the, the pressure being a privilege in terms of the process of where you're looking to go to. Yes. You know, putting in the positive that on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think before I come on, actually, I was speaking to my husband um, who deals with us with some of his kind of more life, life coaching like clients. and. Yeah. That he was chatting to me about it's like and it's something we do every week it's sitting down and looking at like what went really well this week what yeah. didn't go so well like I like to call it like what challenges did we have this yeah. week and actually just the the concept of putting it like we write it down and then like it's yeah. like the concept of getting out of your head writing it down um, yeah. and I sometimes do this if it's like during the day and I've got too many actions or I feel that I've got too many actions I'll just go and we restock and and actually write them all down and if there is a bit of a challenge it's like well trying to kind of take myself like out of the emotion of the challenge and work yeah. out what's what's actually created that what could I have done better obviously a lot of this is fine in hindsight um but actually just writing it down and getting it like distancing yourself from it and then kind of taking a learning from it and by taking a learning from it it's it kind of puts that positive spin on it um, yeah. And whenever I've got a challenge, it's like thinking, well, I think um, I was listening to one of the other podcasts, Mark, I think it was an interview you were doing with somebody else. And um, they said something very similar to this, but I always look at it like, will this be an issue in a year's time or five mm. years time? Is yeah. this actually going to be a problem that I'm, I'm going to still think about? Is that going to keep me awake? Yeah. Um, sometimes me just stopping and thinking like that kind of stops me my, my problems over analyzing and that's yeah. what leads me to overwhelm quite a lot yeah um yeah I've, i just feel like i've got too many space uh, space plate plates yeah. spinning yeah um but when i think about it th- in that way it, it sometimes helps me kind of i don't know it's like you just get above it yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever like um because I totally relate to that Jill and then it's um you know the thing that to, to almost then sometimes move past that the thing that I find massively helpful is um like you say Jill staying close to the fire having people in your network you can speak to so we've we've got a coach that we meet with every month so um we're coached by Nick and I think sometimes it's like you don't really realize how much you need that conversation even if it's just getting that you know because it's very it's 
it's almost like it's so easy to just when you're you know if it's a husband and wife team or what even if it's you especially on your own it's just like over complicating things and like thinking about things too much and then it just takes somebody from the outside to just look at something and just be like why are you not doing that and you're like yeah. yeah, and it's not necessarily that you haven't it's thought true. of it. Yeah, you can't just... see the wood. You can't see the wood for the trees sometimes, can you? You're too yeah. close. You're too close to it, and it needs someone else to look at it from the outside and go. Totally. Um, actually, you know, you could be looking at this slightly differently, but you've been mm -hmm. just too too involved. Yeah. Um, I think that reflection, Jill, that you're talking about as well. That's so. I I have a thing. I I don't stick to it as religiously as I would like to, as, uh, but I'm trying to get better at this in terms of building into my diary. For, this works for me personally. It might sound a little bit out there, but I try to create an opportunity where I can feel humbled at least once a month. Now, for me, that often means things like, you know, going out for the day to the Peak District or something like that, getting out somewhere where your problems seem very small. And I think it's important to, to to just take that time out every now and then and just just be 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 humbled, um, you know, put everything into context a little bit and tied into that. I find I do a lot of my best thinking when I step away like that and, and I get a little bit of clarity of thought. And I've tried to then start reviewing the week. I've started to put a few things on social media where I kind of say, well, actually, what was good about this week? What did we achieve? You know, what wasn't so good? And just do it looking, because otherwise, like you say, we get bogged down in the negatives. We get really, all the challenges we've had just roll over to the next week and we don't actually reflect and go, well, do you know what? We did achieve this. You know, we did achieve that and we've ticked a lot of boxes and we've moved things a little bit further down the line. Um, and I think that that sort of process of reflection and trying to focus on, the positives as well just helps to put it all into context doesn't it definitely it's like massively it's like a, it's mixed in with the gratitude stuff isn't it it's just yeah whatever way you need to tune in to just being grateful for where you are and what you've got now it's like just find that find that way that kind of works for you yeah um it's tune it's tuning your mind isn't it because mm -hmm. it can be so easy in property to just get so caught up in all the challenges that come your way because even with the most simple buy to let there's always something isn't there yeah so yeah. if if you go into that with a positive mindset and you're open to the challenges as long as you can learn something something yeah. from them then you're going to go through it easier yeah um but you kind of have to work and tune in your mind to 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 manage yourself i suppose yeah. and like kind of work out what makes you tick because yeah. um yeah I, I i like the walking thing mark um but um i got roped into doing some monroe's this year uh, i've got to say that first monroe like i'm not quite sure like it humbled me more than it <laughs> made me crumble like it was really tough. like i think really all i came away from that was sore legs yeah it <laughs> broke you down yeah, but after a few, I definitely learned to appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. yeah, well, everyone has their thing, don't they? That's what works for me. But whatever works for you to be able to just get a bit of headspace, get a bit of distance, and, you know, you can get stuck in that vicious cycle. Otherwise, if you're so bogged down in stuff that you feel you can't take that that time away. And, and that's where I think that leads us on nicely to practical steps. So, it, yeah. you know, it's about your mindset to it. It's about context, but, you know, 
even with the best will in the world, with the best mindset in the world, there are going to be times when there's a lot of call on your time. You're pulled in lots of different directions. We're balancing family life with business and multiple projects on the go. What can we do in practical terms? And Jill, you 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 mentioned it and you're so right. Um, and it's an age old issue, if you like. It's well documented within business, this idea that as business owners, as entrepreneurs and self-employed people, whatever it might be, we end up spending the vast bulk of our time on the things that are urgent rather than the things that are important. Yeah. And that's that's what we've got to look at, isn't it? In terms of avoiding that overwhelm where you're, you're everyone else's beck and call, everyone else's urgency is your urgency. It's about how can I proactively actually look at my week, for example, how can I design my, my calendar and my lifestyle so that I'm able to focus on things that are important for my business that might not be urgent in the moment. It might not be something that needs to be addressed right there and then, but it's something that is going to help me to grow and to build because we've all been there. You get to the end of the day or even the end of a week and you go, I know I've been flat out, but I can't honestly tell you what I've done. <laughs> you know, what, what I've actually done to move things forwards. And for me, that's the least satisfying feeling ever. Um, you know, and I think, so do you guys, do you guys go in for that? Do you guys like plan your week and set aside time when you're going to do certain priority tasks for your, whether it's your, your life or your business? Do you, do you go down that route? We definitely do. So it's, um, it's probably, it's probably a fluid, almost like these are the things we need. We know we need to be doing this week and there's some stuff yeah. in there that's repeatable. You know yeah. that you're doing all the time anyway, and it's just making sure that you're you're time boxing it out. But we we almost have to do that, and if we don't time box, like I, I would say, we probably have a list of things that we know need to get done, and then it's just making sure that on a day to day basis, we're then doing a bit more of a plan on a day like day to day basis because. I think that's um, you know if if you don't have that structure, you can lose a day, you know, without even. You might have these things that you know need to be done, but it's like by the time you get to Wednesday, something's happened on Monday that threw the day off, you know. So if you don't time box things and if you don't make that plan, sometimes yeah. it just never gets done, you know. Yeah. Um, and that can create overwhelm. But I think the other thing for us as well is it's just making sure that we make those things as easy as possible. So make it make it so that, you know, we've got things that work well. So like systems or you know, whether it's Trello boards or whatever it is, so that we can both be working on various different things at different times because it's really yeah. trying to make your life easy yeah. to do the things you need to do or even better trying to, you know, get to a point where you can outsource bits and pieces if you see there's yeah. things that you can start to, you know, kind of offload. Yeah. Um, but we definitely we definitely do that on a week-to-week -week those, those two things need to go hand in hand, right? This idea yeah. of allocating time to focus on you know specific things that otherwise just get always bumped to the bottom of the to-do list because they're not urgent so yeah. you know maybe focusing on strategy maybe focusing on marketing social media whatever it might be um but at the same time working on your business so that you can be freed up to do those things you can have headspace freed up you can have physical time freed up so that's when it comes down to your systems and processes doesn't it and thinking about right you know what are the day-to-day -day routine tasks 
that um, that do occupy my time that I do find myself getting bogged down in that I could potentially create a system for, yeah. or I could potentially outsource or leverage somebody else's time and experience to help with. And that frees you up once you know that the day to day of the business is, is, is running. And, you know, it might be, you just start small. It might be getting, getting your bookkeeping sorted. It might be um, just, you know, calendar management, whatever it is, just stuff that takes a lot of time, but isn't necessarily a, a particularly difficult task that you could outsource that. And that will mean that you can spend a half day here and a half day there, removing all distractions and saying, no, I'm going to focus on, on this and I'm not going to get drawn into anything else. Yeah. I think that's particularly so the things you don't like doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, the funny thing is as well, like you, you know, you have to almost do the things you don't like, which we all know we need to do to just get to a point where you can try and hand that off. But it's like yeah. I think, I mean, we've definitely been guilty of this. Is sometimes you don't, um, you don't really understand the importance of systemizing everything from the yeah. get go. That's and it. you know, if you could just build that up from the start, I think people like wait. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, what, like I've got, I've only got one buy to let right now, so really, I don't need all those things in place. Then before you know it, you're kind of juggling a handful, and then you're just like, oh my gosh, and you go, you have to yeah. almost like go back and rewind and start putting everything yeah. in place. It's even yeah. just do, even if it's just like very, very basic. Like yeah. I think back, and I remember, I think I'd maybe got two buy to lets, and I was just like the information that I thought I needed I just put in a spreadsheet yeah. and then somebody gave me a spreadsheet that they'd used and I'm pretty much I mean I'm pretty old school I'm st I've still got my portfolio like the key details like on a spreadsheet but it works yeah um, and it's just over time that I've just built it into something that works for us and like I just know that spending like yesterday I just spent a little bit like 20 minutes 30 minutes just checking it all like just having a look at across like like is all my like um like certs up to date do i need to like ping a note here or there to get like gas certs done and and i had a registration for one of the councils uh, up in scotland like to renew so i just updated all of that and then that was it done but it's just yeah. once a month just taking just a tiny bit of time just to sense check that and and for me like the kind of going back to the, the word overwhelm like when I've not done that little task every month I can feel it at the back of my head like if I'm late because I, I, I do obviously like I totally prescribe to the time blocking every week but I honestly hold my hands up and say I'm not always brilliant at it because it's not a natural thing for me to do. I like being involved with like any job I've ever had. Like I've been involved, like I like being across like a wide breadth of work rather than focusing on one kind of deep piece of work. I think that's just something I've learned about myself. So when it comes to things like this, I've yeah. got to manage myself to be committed and, and stick to that time blocking. Yeah. Um, but then also sometimes I've just got to give myself a break that like if I miss it one week then I'll I'll catch up the following week I'm not leaving it for months on end yeah. um, so it's unmanageable and it, it kind of creates that overwhelm again so I definitely do prescribe to that as well but yeah you must need to get better at it well, and, and there's, <laughs> but that self-awareness is key do you do you ever find yourself being your own worst enemy as well because we know all of this 
And I know that I'm at my most productive when I've got my week mapped out in those those priority areas and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean I always do it. And even, you know, when I'm getting, I'm just getting bogged down and, I, and I'm, I'm just, um, I know that I'm not being productive. But, but for whatever reason, maybe that's the point when you need to actually just take a bit of perspective, take a bit of time out and go, right, come on, let's get yourself back in order again. Let, let's start mapping out your time. Things have got a little bit out of hand. And it's natural because, you know, as we grow and we scale, we take on more things, you know, it goes in cycles, doesn't it? We've got kind of just things ticking along nicely and suddenly we take on three new refurbs or something like that. And suddenly you've got to really get handle on things a little bit as well. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes we can, you can be your own worst enemy, you know, you know what you need to do, but that doesn't always mean to say that, you know, that we do it. So I know anyone that's tried to turn their hand to service accommodation, which is where we largely operate, you know, it's very systems based. It's very, well, it certainly is if you don't want to be completely bogged down in, in the kind of day to day running around for the business, it's not a passive strategy by by any stretch of the imagination but um what we did was we went through i think it would have been about two or three weeks where i had a, a pattern pen next to me pretty much at all times in the office and i just wrote down every task that i did on a sort of routine basis everything from answering an email to you know responding to a guest to uploading a new property to Airbnb or whatever it might be and I just wrote all of that down that in itself was a good great awareness raising exercise of what are you actually spending your time on but then we ended up I then mirrored that with another two weeks where I basically did all those tasks and I just videoed myself doing it so I took a screen recording and I just and I just talked out loud while I was I had to do it anyway I wasn't doing it that reason I wasn't having to take time out of my business you know I needed to to do this process but I just recorded myself doing it and before we realized it we had a bank of training material if you like that meant that we suddenly had our ducks in a row to be able to outsource to be able to leverage to be able to take on a member of staff and so I'm a massive believer in starting with the end in mind and I think we probably have systems in our business that are much bigger than our business but I want that stretch in our elastic. I want to feel that we can grow into that. Otherwise, like you said, Jill, we're just we're just kicking the can down the road to the next level of overwhelm. You know, if we just if we just say, right, let's just do it, it'll be fine. We'll just do it to that point. And then suddenly everything gets a bit too much. But then you get stuck in that cycle because when everything gets too much, you can't find the time to do the things you need to do to to release yourself from that. So you, it's always that kind of trying to stay one step ahead and what business do you want to be running in three years time, five years time and trying to put that in place from the beginning and work towards that? Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, and I'm thinking about, you know, like the wealth triangle, like I think about our buy to lets and we're we're getting another buy to let this month. And I mean, I, I do like, I, I do like to go and see the refurb and chat to like the trade people and things like that and get a little bit involved. But, um, I kind of feel good because as long as we buy in a certain area, we've got the team on the ground that literally I could just go and get them to pick up the keys and they can run the refurb for me. And all I need to do is pay like for the kitchen and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't even need to be in the property because they know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, but what the 
what I feel that then allows me to do is focus more on like the flips that we're doing and um, said before we come on air like I'm not talking about it too much but because it could fall down at any point but going through um, this commercial purchase that we're inconveniencing with just now it's like that is a whole new ball game for us and it's at every step of the way there's that overwhelm creeping in and self-doubt and have we checked all the numbers like for the 10th million time and like will this actually work like that whole leap of faith even though yeah. like, you've got good people around about you like advising you and 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 looking out for you and, and like everything stacks up but you still have that self-doubt but because I know the buy to lets are fine um and the portfolios managed and there's people looking after that like it allows me to focus on the detail of the thing that's that's going to mean the most like a big amount and and, yeah it's the income generating task isn't it that that's where you need to be facing you know turning your attention yeah i think that's actually another good reason for you having these systems in place for the things that you you've now like you've potentially done now a few times like you with your with your SA business mark like like you know how to do that now yeah so why not outsource that and move on and, and give yeah. yourself that space to do something else that you want are we are we guilty sometimes as as business people and entrepreneurs of trying to trying to do things on the cheap not on the cheap but not not placing a value on our time and you just think I'm not paying that I'll do that yeah. myself or you know there's I'm, I'm not um, I'm not paying however much it is to have a VA or something like that I, I can manage that side of it and you yeah. know I remember one of the first phrases that resonated with me way back when when I first went through some property training um, six or seven years ago was this idea that you don't count the cost of the shovel when you're digging for gold and, and I think that's very relevant. You know, when we're talking about getting bogged down in the minutiae of running a business, running up, running a property portfolio, and you talk there about having things managed. So what's the price on your time? What's the price? How much would you pay for peace of mind? You know, apart from anything else and knowing that that is just ticking along, that frees you up to either focus on, as you said, the income generating task within the business, the highest income generating task, or having a life. You know, because there has to be a point where you sort of think, well, what did we do this for in the first place? You know, there's, you know, that 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 we're all good at creating those vision boards when we first start out, but um, sometimes it's not very easy to get jump off the carousel, is it? And, and go it's actually, so easy. I, I'm <laughs> laughing. See the room that I'm standing yeah, in right yeah. now. Guess who painted it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as <laughs> you mentioned before the call about removals, furniture removals. You know, not doing it yourself and getting someone to you know to do it it's, it's that sort of thing though isn't it you know we're we're exactly the same you know it's always mm. it's very easy to get drawn in and it needs quite a bit of discipline I think yeah. you know to be to be and, and not you know your systems and your processes are a way for you to bring your philosophy and your culture and your business to life so that other people can interpret it and help you to run it you know, we can't be such a control freak that we, we, we just refuse to let go of, of any aspect of the business. There's got to be, at some point, a handing over of the reins, if you like. It's yeah. so funny, though, isn't it? Because it's almost like, it's so funny hearing you guys say that, because it's almost something that you have to learn. Because as people who have 
going into business by ourselves who are running businesses by ourselves it's almost like the total opposite of that because you're like well this is mine you know but you've got to learn how to yeah. say right it is yours but you know you can't you know exactly as you're saying Jill if you don't learn to let go a bit you won't you, you won't grow you know you won't be able to just move on to doing slightly different things and it's just being able to actually learn the skill to actually be able to accept other people in and know that you know you will be able to find people who'll be able to come on and do the yeah. same things you can because you're always just yeah. thinking well, i'm not like me or you know like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think it's quite good like thinking about refurbs like for me i've kind of given myself a bit of slack in, in the sense that i'll dip check things like mm. every so often um i will go and clean a refurb at the end of the refurb but only every so often yeah and i do it because i mean my refurbs like on Viglets are like really like we've just moved pretty much to a main investment area for Viglets, and like i'll do it every so often but it's just to like do a bit of snagging yeah um, and because i'm i'm maybe driving by or i'm there anyway but like i do not do it often um yeah. like hardly ever now it's not necessarily something i love doing um, and whenever anyone tells me, oh, I'm just going to paint this property or um, I'm going to clean it or I'm going to do this, that and the next thing, particularly if they've been involved in trades before, mm. um, like I'm always like, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. Um, but I do remember it. Like we, I remember thinking we were going to save money. We were, we were actually, we painted our first bag to let. And it was absolutely the stupidest idea ever um, because it took longer. It probably cost us more money. We just annoyed the rest of the trades because we're clearly not painters. Um, but I suppose it's like, some, as well. <laughs> like, it's like we get told like to do things in a certain order and there's a system and, and we should follow that. And, and now that we are, we are doing that for people who are, are newer, um, like it's funny looking back and thinking like there's always going to be like this one little thing that some people will be like oh maybe just do it and I'm a bit control yeah. freak so sometimes I fall back into that but it's just a reminder like stepping back and remembering like where is where are you going to get the most value for your time and it's like actually putting like the value on your time yeah um, so yeah but, and how, how do you guys um how do you guys like like look at the value of your time to work out what tasks you should be doing versus the things that you want to outsource or, or not do there's a really useful exercise that um that I, I i try and get students to do as well um just again awareness raising exercise which is you know listing those routine tasks those daily tasks that that you do but then also keeping a note of things that you find yourself doing that the CEO wouldn't do. Mm. And that's not yeah. an egotistical thing, but it is looking at those terms into what, what am I getting drawn into here that, you know, in principle, the CEO of a business wouldn't do. Um, and it's looking at it that way. So it's not necessarily putting a monetary value on it, but it's, it's getting the right structure in place so that you can focus your time and headspace and energy where, where it needs to be um yeah. so i think that's that's key for me is just always you know reflecting on and i see it you know i have a bit of fun with it i see it as a bit of a challenge and um you know every, every time i get you know drawn into doing a particular task i'm thinking right 
what's the system going to be for this? Because, you know, I, I, I always picture myself, I don't know whether um, this, it's irrelevant whether or not this will ever happen. But the, the picture I have in my mind is that I want to be able to go traveling for a month. And I want to feel that I can look forward to that. And I can do that with no issues. Yes, I can check in on things on my phone and we know it can be a mobile business and that sort of thing. But I want to feel that I could do that and the, the, the business would function without me physically needing to be present. And I see that as a challenge and, and have a bit of fun with it and uh, see what, what processes you can, you can put in place for things. Yeah, I think got, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, what one day. <laughs> so, so question for you two then. Um, how important is asking for help? So hands up. I am shocking at this. I'm terrible for internalizing things and shouldering all of this element and, put, and putting on that facade. You know that that you've got everything under control. It's the swan analogy, isn't it? Of you know, sort of graceful above the water, but paddling like crazy mm. underneath. So, and, and I don't necessarily, there's advantages to that, but I don't necessarily see that always being a healthy thing. So how important is asking for help, do you think? Like mega important. Um, I'm probably not the best person at asking for help. And I think the thing, it's probably a British thing, isn't it? Like... I suppose it's maybe the way we've been going through school and, and you're kind of like, you're always scared to put your hands up unless you know the right answer or been called yeah. out if you don't know the right answer and like you're kind of taught not to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, like, but I mean, I, I think my challenge with asking for help is um, like sometimes not knowing the right question to ask. Yeah. Yeah rather than feeling that I'm going to come across stupid or something. But, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely something that probably everybody should work on. I think it's a British thing, but it's also a, it's a, it's a self-employed thing as well, isn't it? It's, 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 um, it's an entrepreneur. I know Caroline always talks about mum guilt having the mum guilt. <laughs> and I think, I think there's entrepreneur's guilt as well. And it's, it's, um, being able to ask for help without it being a show of weakness because we, we, we wear, wear a lot of hats, right? You know, so on the one hand, I'm a big believer in, and that's really the philosophy behind this podcast, you know, warts and all, let's be honest about what's involved in all of this. You know, let's not try and gloss it up into something that it isn't whilst still hopefully inspiring people in the process. Um, so I'm a big fan of that and putting that stuff out in, in the, in the public domain sport. But, but I also think, Oh, but then I've got investors. Investors don't want to hear about some, something's gone wrong with one of my, pro you know, so you're always aware that you've got to put this front on that. I'm okay. You know, I've got this, everything's under control. Um, but that's where the overwhelm builds up behind the dam, isn't it? That's all building up behind you. And maybe that's where Michelle, you mentioned about having a mentor, you know, maybe that's where that side kicks in and having a mentor and that scaffolding around you means that you can just offload without needing to sort of feel like, you know, you, you, you've been you've been shaken kind of thing. Totally. And I think that's where we probably all benefit from, like, the importance of 
Like, of course, a mentor is one thing, but it's even just having that network of people around who are doing the same stuff, you know, because sometimes it's so funny when you think you're having a particular issue and you think it's so unique. And then somebody will just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah been there, done that, you know, and it's just like, if if you don't look for help or if you don't even just have those conversations and I think that's that's probably the one thing I miss most about you know when we used to have like regular networking events every month it was almost like you would go and you would have that therapy session and you would ask people it's so it was so informal you know but I think being able to even just being able to think of it as you know you don't necessarily even need to be asking for help it's just speaking to people and just being around people who are doing the same things that's so important you're so right staying staying close to the fire isn't it yeah that's a really good point really good point because i I remember actually um i remember coaching um uh, a young lady at uh at a tennis tournament who was um who used to suffer from debilitating nerves before going on to play a competition and i mean debilitating i'm talking about having to throw up in the toilets before she was going on to court. I mean, you know, really quite miserable kind of um, debilitating nerves. And um, we tried all sorts of different things to help her sort of rationalize it. And we talked about goal setting and we tried to do visualization, all these things and nothing was really kind of hitting the spot. Um, And I also coached a slightly older lad who I knew that she really looked up to and he had an, a reputation for the opposite in terms of just being a real fighter, a real competitor. Um, but I knew through knowing him very well that that he still got nervous. You know, it was just how he channeled it and everything else. And so I decided actually, rather than me and my ego as a coach getting involved, I said to the lad, look, do you mind just go and have a quick chat with, with this girl? Just have a quick chat with her talked her about how you feel nervous and all of that sort of stuff. And I was sort of sat, sat a little bit further away and I could hear this conversation between the two of them. It was really sweet, but I could sort of hear the girl almost go, what, you get nervous? What? what? No, there's no way you get nervous. And then he's like, yeah, no, I do. And I did it and all this sort of thing. And that was such a massive turning point. And I think it's that normalization of it, isn't it? Staying close to the fire, having a network of, because lots of our friends and family, they, they don't get what we do you know they 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 they'll never get what we do and that's fine they're not that's not that's not the circle that they that's not the function they serve if you see what i mean yeah, yeah, having yeah. that network of people who do similar thing who when you can just uh, blow off steam and say oh dealing with so and so or you know i've had this issue with builders and there's there's 20 other people that know exactly what you mean Definitely. that that can help with the overwhelm rather than just it can be quite lonely other, otherwise right yeah totally and and, and see so just like bringing it back to what you kicked off with gel earlier about the social media thing is i think that's what's so nice about like this podcast on mindset in particular because sometimes it can seem like people are untouchable or you know um everyone's like got to be at this standard or doing all these things to even ha- you know have the right to be involved in property or whatever it is and it's like it's not really true because not everyone's the same not everyone's got the same goals so it's like making it so that you know you've got people who are willing to be open and share all the different experiences but understand everybody's different experiences as well because like we're not you know we're not all the same um yeah but i think being able to share like this and even being able to have podcasts like this makes people realize, well, you know, there is another side to it. You don't need to just be this bravado, ego person who can't open up to people. It's like, just be yourself. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's not much to 
Louis, like by being open and honest about okay. challenges that you're going through, like I think it doesn't show that it doesn't come across like when it, when I when I listen to people saying that they're having issues or they've got this challenge, it's like it doesn't make me think that they're weak. It makes yeah, me exactly. normally I'm like, oh yeah, like I've I've totally experienced that or yeah, I've been thinking that. Like I just thought it was me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you always just think it's, it's you. <laughs> oh, and I think even just talking out loud sometimes, like as long as it's like I feel like if I, if I do it to my mum, my mum can sometimes just like glaze over and she's like, <laughs> oh, everything will be fine. But if I then pick up the phone, like, or I'm, I'm on like in a networking session and I'm speaking to another property person, like quite often just the, the physicalness of like me talking out loud to somebody about whatever the challenge is, kind of releases a lot of the pressure because sometimes I don't know about you guys but like do you ever just like it's like hearing yourself say something it's not necessarily like the other person's going to have the right answer but it's just even talking out loud sometimes helps you I know everybody's different and sometimes this is the way I work I have to hear myself say something to actually understand what it is yeah I think that's so right and I think that brings us full circle because you know it's this idea that if i'm feeling these feelings if i'm feeling overwhelmed if i'm feeling stressed there's nothing wrong with me yeah. it's not an illness i'm not doing anything i'm not failing i'm not doing anything wrong with my business it's it's part of the process and it's something that we need to learn to manage and we need to learn to channel but it's not a sign that things are going wrong but we could talk about this stuff all day long. I think if we go on for much longer, we're going to be creating overwhelm for all our listeners. You've probably got loads of other stuff that they need to go on and and, and get onto and take care of. So um, I think we'll uh, we'll draw a line under it there, if that's okay. Um, great to see. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you, Jill. Jill, great to see you guys. Nice to see you both. Yeah, good to see you both. Take care, and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Overwhelm and stress in business are real and they affect all of us in different ways. I really hope that you found something that you could relate to within this episode and that at least one or two of the tips and ideas prove useful to you in your own life and business. We talked about staying close to the fire and surrounding yourself with like-minded folks. So if you think that that would help, then why not head over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook, where you can connect with the three of us and a whole host of other like-minded investors and property people. Please give this podcast a like and a follow wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you get a minute to leave us a short review on your podcast platform of choice, that will help make it easier for other people to discover the podcast too. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.